Investing Compass is brought to you by Morningstar Australia. We'll run through the fundamentals of investing, take a deep dive of concepts and offer practical explanations, tools and resources that will allow you to invest confidently. The information contained in this podcast is general in nature. It does not take into consideration your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. Thank you for joining us for our investing shortcut episode on alpha and beta. So first of all, this is the first short cut episode we've done, Shani. That's it. So that's good. It's also the first one we're recording in 2021. So a lot of excitement with this. But basically, <laughs> what, what we want to do is we understand that investing can sometimes be overwhelming. And we want these shortcut episodes just to be a very quick explainer of some common investing concepts, themes, and terms that hopefully will help you invest more confidently by building on your understanding. So Let's get into it after my rambling introduction. Do you want to start by giving us a definition of alpha and beta? Yeah, so alpha and beta are two different measures that are used to explain performance of an investment and are two ratios that are used to help determine the risk return profiles. So let's start with alpha. Alpha is the excess return on an investment above a benchmark. So for example, an investment might have done 10% and the benchmark that we're measuring it against did 8%. So alpha in this instance would be 2%. There's also more complex ways of measuring alpha, including measures where risk is taken into account. But for this short episode, we'll focus on the simplified alpha. Yeah. And the other thing that alpha is, is hedge fund managers always put in their boat names, something alpha or alpha something. And <laughs> Shawnee had a fish that she named alpha. I do. So you're it's like a hedge fund manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a hedge fund manager just without a boat. Exactly. Instead, you had a goldfish, which died. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Shawnee is gotten over that grief. But we've spoken a little bit about active managers before. And as Shani mentioned, their whole objective is to seek and achieve alpha. So this concept, of course, isn't just limited to professional investors. Any return that you achieve in your portfolio above your benchmark that you're measuring your performance against is also considered alpha. And then we have beta, and beta is a measure of volatility. So it shows how much volatility an investment has in in comparison to a benchmark. So what beta measures is a systematic risk of a portfolio and compares it to a benchmark. So systematic risk is the risk that is inherent to the entire market. Basically, anything that will shift the whole market and sector. So interest rates, recession, or war are examples. So stocks with high betas or betas that are over one will exaggerate market movements. So for instance, if a stock has a beta of two, it will move twice as much as the market. So if the market goes up 10%, we can expect that stock to go up 20%. Now, if the market goes down, we can also expect that stock to exaggerate the market movements. So if the market goes down 10%, we would expect that stock to go down 20%. So stocks with high betas would work well for you as an investor in a market that's going up. And stocks with low betas or anything under one would work well in a market that is going down because they would fall less than the overall market. So what's important to remember with both of these measures, though, is that they're not forward looking. So these ratios are based on past performance of the investment and market, um, and it won't provide any revealing insights into how the investment will do in the future. So in other words, these ratios can help us understand the past performance of an investment, but it really shouldn't be a key determinant on whether you invest in the future. And that, of course, that doesn't mean that they are completely useless when you're assessing potential investments. But as Shani said, they just shouldn't be the key determinant to selecting that investment. 
Yeah, exactly right. So when we look at beta in a potential investment, we can use it to understand whether the investment has been focused on lessening volatility. And this is particularly crucial as you near the end of your time horizon for your goals. So the less time you have towards your end date, the less volatility will serve you. So beta can be indicative of the risk that an investment takes on and investments with a consistently low beta could be used to dampen volatility in your portfolio. So using alpha can be a little trickier and it can actually lead to pretty poor investor behavior. As we've said before, chasing performance is not a good approach for picking funds. So if you just look at the alpha that's generated in a short historical time frame, that can lead to bad outcomes as you continually chase that performance. However, if you're trying to determine if a particular asset class is suited to an active or a passive strategy, you could look at the historical alpha that has been generated by managers in that strategy. So an example of this is if small cap managers are consistently able to generate alpha and large cap managers are not, you might want to pick an active strategy for the former and a passive strategy for the latter. So alpha can be used to compare funds and how they've done in the past, and this can be used in the decision-making process when pitting active managers against each other. It can also be a self-reflective exercise when evaluating performance in your own portfolio. All right, so to sum this up, alpha is a measure of an investment outperformance against a specific benchmark, and beta is a measure of the volatility in that investment. Although they are backward-looking measures, they can still be used by investors to understand volatility in a potential investment, as well as compare active investments and their performance against each other in the same market conditions. Any advice is general advice prepared by Morningstar without reference to your financial objectives, situation, or needs. You should consider the advice in light of these matters and any relevant product disclosure statement before making any decision to invest.